Hey, thanks for coming back to your pod guy. I'm Scott Curtis, your pod guy. Today I called an audible and I'm going to talk about podcast burnout. I was going to start a series that covers my podcast checklist step-by-step. -step. Oh, and by the way, you can get that checklist at yourpodguy.com for an absolutely free download. Anyway, that's what I was going to do, but I'm experiencing some burnout around my show behind the bits. And I'd like to discuss why I have the burnout and how I'm working through it. I think most people who produce a podcast for an extended length of time will have some burnout and it's better to be prepared for it than get so frustrated that you quit. Let's review what Behind the Bits is all about. I started Behind the Bits three years ago as an interview podcast where I talked to comedians and people in the comedy industry about the nuts and bolts of stand-up comedy. I call it a serious talk about stand-up comedy. It's a weekly podcast, so I put episodes out every week. Behind the Bits won the Discover Pods Award for Best Interview Style Podcast in 2020. I was featured in Podcast Magazine in 2022. Behind the Bits gets about 10,000 listens per episode. That's pretty good. Also, Behind the Bits makes money. It doesn't make money to retire on, but it makes pretty decent money. I'm not bragging here, but I do want to say that even with a podcast that is doing well, you can still experience burnout. Let's talk about what it takes to produce behind the bits. First off, I do everything myself. I do the editing. I do the social media promotion. I book my own guests. I do all the prep. Everything is done. I write my own show notes. Everything is done by me. The other thing is, is I pick guests I really want to talk to. I'm not just pulling random comedians in and saying, how you doing? I am pulling people in that I think have some insight that is important for my listeners to hear. They've put out an album, they've put out a new special, they've written a book, they've said something on social media I think will resonate with the audience. There's a purpose to the people I bring on the show. Every guest I have on the show gives me about three hours of research to do. I don't just go into my interviews cold. So I will watch their special, I'll listen to their albums, I'll read their book, I'll read their blog articles. I will find other podcasts where they've guested and listen to those. So I'm going to put about three hours of research into every hour episode I put out. Editing is about two hours per episode. I've done a lot of things to dial that back, but it's no less than two hours per episode. That's making it sound good, cutting out the stuff that doesn't need to be in it, and also cutting great comments from the episode out that I can put out to promote the episode. Social media is about three hours per week. That's me posting about this week's podcast, last week's podcast, a classic episode that you might want to listen to, just making sure that Behind the Bits is on top of people's mind. I also spend about an hour a week looking for sponsors. I reach out to sponsors myself and have a media kit that I send them and try to get people to sponsor the podcast. If you listen to Behind the Bits, you'll see there's commercials. There's commercials at the beginning, a couple in the middle, and a couple at the end. Those commercials pay. However, having an actual sponsor pays more, so I'm always looking for new sponsors. As you can tell, that's a lot of work. Now, let me tell you why I'm burnt out. In order to get one guest per week, I have to ask six or eight people every month. Some folks don't return my email. Some folks say no. Some people say, I'm really busy right now. Let's do it in three months. 
I have to make sure I have a steady stream of guests coming in in order to get that one episode out per week. Now, after I schedule my guests, I get some no-shows. I get some people who have to reschedule and I get technical issues. So no-shows are kind of a pain and sometimes they reschedule and sometimes they don't. If you have to reschedule, that's fine. It's a human thing, but I have to make sure I have enough guests lined up so that I can get those four episodes out a week. Technical issues, it may be on their end, it may be on my end, it's usually on their end, and it's usually they don't know how to connect their computer or their phone correctly to get decent audio for the podcast. So sometimes you have to work through those and you have to reschedule some. In some cases, guests aren't nearly as prepared to be on the podcast as I am to have them on the podcast. And in that case, I don't get the best episode I can have. If you listen to some of my episodes, there's some great ones and there's some that just aren't as good. And here's the thing. I don't click with every guest. Some guests are just fantastic and it's just like talking to an old friend and they have thoughtful answers and everything works great. Some guests I ask a very thoughtful or provocative question and I get a two word answer and it's just like pulling teeth to get anything out of them. That makes the episode difficult. I don't feel good after the episode. They don't feel good after the episode. And it's just a big downer. One thing that's really bringing me down is the churn of all the work I have to do every week. So not only do I have everything I have to do for behind the bits, but I started your pod guy this year and my time management just isn't dialed in yet. So I am always scrambling. I don't have a good schedule put together yet. And it just leads to having so much to do that you don't know what to do first. Now let's talk about what I'm doing to work through the burnout. I don't want to walk away from behind the bits. I want to make sure I have the same energy I was putting out three years ago when I started. So I have to work through the burnout. One of the things I'm doing is I'm looking at behind the bits from a macro perspective instead of a micro, because when you're in the thick of it and it becomes a chore, you're not really seeing what the podcast is all about and what it's doing for the listeners and for you. So I'm looking at it from a higher perspective. I'm looking at some of the great moments in the podcast. I'm looking at some of the great people I've talked to. I'm also taking some time to plan what I want to do with the podcast. Now, the thing I'm doing is taking a look at the connections and friendships I've made producing behind the bits. That's one thing that is a great side benefit to doing an interview style podcast is I talked about the guests I don't click with. In most cases, I really do click with them and I've made some great connections that have lasted many years past that interview time. Another thing I'm doing is looking at the impact I've made on listeners. I get notes from listeners every week saying, great podcast. This is what I learned. Keep going. You're doing a great job. And I keep those and you should too for your podcast, because sometimes you need to look at them to remember what the podcast is all about. The other thing that's really cool is the connections I've made for other people. So I've had comedians booked on shows because they were introduced to a booker through the podcast. I've actually made an impact on comedians careers by doing behind the bits. That's a big thing. The other thing is, is I take a look at the growth of the show. The show has grown from like 30 listeners per episode to 10,000. That's a big deal. And one of the great things is just by saying this out loud for this episode of your pod guy, it makes me want to 
go back and make behind the bits the best podcast it can be. Now, here's a few things I should have done to be better prepared for this burnout I'm experiencing. One thing is to have some episodes ready to go so I can take a week or two off of interviews. That means doing a bunch of interviews one week and then taking a couple of weeks off so that you don't have to worry about that part. You don't have to worry about the preparation. You don't have to worry about all the research. You can at least take a couple things off of your plate so on those weeks you're not working as hard. Another thing I can do is just take some time off of social media. You don't have to be on social media every day promoting the podcast. And the funny thing is, is if you walk away for a little while, the algorithm puts your post up a little bit better when you come back. Taking a little time off of social media is not necessarily a bad thing. You don't want to go completely away from it, but if you take a week off, it's okay. Another thing you can do is have some best of episodes ready. One of the things I do when I'm editing already is cut out some great parts of the interview and saving them for later for social media. Why don't I just put a whole bunch of them together and have some best of episodes ready for those times I don't have an interview ready to go. Now your podcast may be an interview podcast. It may not be an interview podcast, but whatever the format, you may go through the same burnout that I'm going through right now. Please be prepared for it and if you're prepared and you get that burnout, allow yourself a little room to breathe and have the episodes ready to go up, have your best ofs ready, take some time off, take a little time off of social media, whatever you need to do to refresh yourself and come back and do the best podcast you can. I hope this has been helpful. I really kind of did it off the cuff, as you can tell, <laughs> but I thought it was important because I'm going through it. And one of the things that are helpful when I'm going through something tough in my life is to actually talk about them. And by talking to you about them, as I said, I already feel better about behind the bits. And I'm going to come to it with a fresh perspective. If you are a current podcaster and you've gone through burnout, I would love to talk to you about it and some of the ways that you have gotten through it, because I've talk to other podcast producers, and I know that this is the case. And I'd love to bring you on and interview you about it so that we can put our heads together and find out how to prevent it and also how to take care of it when it comes along. Now, I expect you'll have questions, and I'm here to answer them. You can shoot me an email at scottatyourpodguy.com, and I'll answer them right here on the podcast. You can also use a cool tool in beta testing called Ask Answer, with Ask Answer, you just grab your phone and record a video asking me a question, I'll answer it. I think that's pretty cool. Just click the link in the show notes to ask me anything you want about podcasting. I'd also love some feedback. Is the information I'm presenting helpful to you? What topics would you like to hear about? I'm not new to podcasting, but this is my first podcast about podcasting, and I want to make sure I'm putting out what you want to hear. In producing four podcasts, I've become obsessed with great podcasts, and I want to help make yours great too. That's what your pod guy is all about. Make sure to follow your pod guy on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and LinkedIn by clicking the links in the show notes or just searching your pod guy in each platform. If you like what you hear, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review to help me reach more podcasters and aspiring podcasters like you. Head over to yourpodguy.com if you'd like to book a free consultation. And while you're there, join the mailing list for more great podcast info delivered right to your email. In the next episode, I'm going to start my series on the podcast checklist. I promise I won't do another audible. 
Thank you for listening and have a great pod day.